one of the most profound statements of faith in the Bible found in one verse is Psalm 55, verse 22. This is a verse that you might want to consider putting on your refrigerator, but even more important, it's a verse that I pray the Lord would put on our hearts this morning. Would you please turn there with me and let's stand and read it together while the Lord is blessing us like he is. Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. May the Lord be blessed with this profound statement. Please be seated. I want to talk to you today about burdens, and I've entitled what I want to try to say, The Burden Ben. Here we find a verse that God is giving us the invitation to give him our burdens. Burdens are something that we probably, in our nature, don't really like a lot. There's different kinds of burdens. Some of the burdens we do need never to have anything to do with anymore, like our sins. They were burdens. Thank God that he burdens you with sin when you commit sin. You take it to him and you confess it. There are burdens, however, that God does not intend to lift from us. You hear me? There's burdens. The meaning of burden in this scripture is lot. This is your lot in life. This is your burden. And it is used by God to make us serviceable, useful in his kingdom. You cannot serve God unless you have a burden. Now Christianity is a paradoxical faith. It really is. People are not happy because they don't have enough burden. The happiest people you'll ever find are the most burdened people. I don't understand it either. If you're married, you would probably agree the best part of your marriage is when you were building your home, had the burden of payments to make, of children to raise. In other words, you had some burdens. What did that do to your life? It brought you closer together, and most importantly, it brought you closer to God. Okay? So burdens have a place in our life. Do not ever try to separate yourself from your burden. You got to play the hand that you've been dealt, okay? You've got to understand that God is sovereign and that you've got to believe in providence. That is, the everyday things of our life come from God. So God gives us a burden. Yours may be most likely different than mine and vice versa. 
But God says, you bring it back to me. Cast thy burden upon the Lord. He doesn't say that he'll remove it, though he can and sometimes does. But he says rather in this verse, he will sustain us. There is a saying that the Lord will not put more on you than you can bear. That is a lie. God puts more on us than we can bear on our own. You better believe it. He will crush us. But the crushing is kind of like the wine press that makes the wine. We don't, however, think about the crushing We think about the wine. So my call today to you and me is let's don't whine, whine rather about our burdens. Let's see it as the wine of God. Okay? See, your burden is really where you find your identity. Lots of people say they're trying to find God, but they're running from the burden. See, when you find your burden and embrace it, you will find God. Because God is the one that brought you the burden. So may the Lord bless us to see that today and ask him to help us as we see this most profound statement from his holy word. Now when I think about the burden being, I think about, first of all, God's great storehouse of love. You know, he does say in another place, in a like statement in 1 Peter 5, he says, cast your cares upon the Lord, for he careth for thee. The very fact that you and I have a burden, listen now, should remind us that God loves us. (laughs) Isn't that amazing? The fact that we have a burden and God says, cast your burden on me, should tell us of his unconditional love. See, because you and I have a burden doesn't mean that God doesn't love us. And it doesn't mean that we should be ashamed of our burden. Really? It doesn't. We have a storage place for the burden. And and we need to see it as an opportunity, our burdens that is, to see God work in our lives something good from something that hurts. I'm going to tell you, every faithful child of God that you see in this book of the Bible of God has burdens. The Reformation with Martin Luther, with John Wesley, with the Apostle Paul, and Jesus Christ. The burden of all burdens goes to the cross for you and me. To carry our burdens. What a blessing, what a joy that is. But you know what Jesus did? He took his burden to the Lord. He went to Gethsemane. Are you facing something that you just don't think you can do? Jesus goes to the Gethsemane Garden and he bows down before God Almighty, his Father, and says, Father, if it be 
some way that this cup could be taken from me, this burden could be lifted. Oh God, do it. Nevertheless, he says, not my will, but thine be done. See, your burden, when you go to God with it, he might not take it up, but what he does, you're under his everlasting arms. He holds you and the burden up. But you see, your burden is where you get your power because Power comes from resistance. We need our burdens more than we think. I think we spend too much time trying to get rid of our burdens and we end up unhappy people. You know, I think about my life sometimes. I bet you can relate to this too. Sometimes God blesses me to preach and sometimes he doesn't. But if he does, that's God. And if he doesn't, it's Randy. And sometimes even my temporal wife, it just seems like everything's going good. You know, the the cow's got plenty of feed and grass is green and rain just right. And then I think about it in myself. You know, I step down from this pulpit from a great congregation like you and if I'm not careful, I will get in a place where I will start Thinking too much of me. And you know what? God has given me burdens. (laughs) Because just about the time everything seems to be hunky-dory, I'm thinking about my burden. It kind of holds me down. You hear me? Kind of like the Apostle Paul when he went to the third heaven. God gave him a thorn, didn't he? See, God won't let us get too big for our britches. He won't. I remember a birthday party one of my grandchildren had recently, and they were outside down at the pond on the picnic table, and he had balloons, and the balloons were flying away. And then they took an anchor and just put on the bottom of the balloon, tied the ribbon on it, and it held its place. In a sense, that was a burden. See, if you didn't have a burden, your life would be so flip flippant, you would have no basis to your life. You think about it. It takes a burden to bless God. I said the last week, and I want to say relating to burdens, anything that'll make you pray is a blessing. And if anything will make us pray, it's a burden. God says you tell me about it and God loves us to talk about our burdens. Don't you as a parent cherish the time when your little child or big child will come to you and say, Mama or Daddy, this happened to me. I want to do this and I can't do it. What do you, I mean, you know, it's something that we cherish that sharing moment. And you'll never have any closer, intimate relationship with God than when you're burdened. And furthermore, we need to be so mindful of maintaining an intimate fellowship with Jesus. Because we don't know what kind of burdens we're going to face. And we're going to have to take them to him. It's good to have him real close when that happens. We don't know when we're going to lose that one we love the most on earth. 
We don't know when we're going to get that doctor report that's going to say that we've got to do chemo. You know, burdens come in various forms, they do. But I was thinking about the burden being, you know, you can, uh, you can take compost, a bin, and put leaves in it, and uh, vegetables, and you can, you can use it. If you keep it in that bin and you leave it there, you, you can grow some, some things. You, you can improve the soil naturally. And if you take your burden to God and you leave it there and just let it ferment with God and, and I'm going to tell you what it's going to do. It's going to bring strength in your life. It's going to fertilize everybody around you. There's no greater witness than a man or a woman that is have lots of burdens and they're standing there smiling in their hearts. See, see, a person that has burdens feet on their heart, they have to cast thy burden upon the Lord and he shall sustain thee. He shall never, never suffer the righteous to be moved. A grain bin is a storage facility. You've seen them. That's where farmers put their grain to keep for a while, maybe to sell at a later date at a better price or to feed their livestock. But, but it's something that, that, that is put there for a purpose. And that's what God would have us do with our burdens. But to understand there's a purpose that we can, we can build, grow strength from them later on in our lives. But do not, again, try to separate yourself from your burden and don't admit you have it or, or whatever. You don't have to tell everybody, but, but you understand that that is your identity and God has given that to you to grow you and strengthen you and to bring him glory. So I want to say three things really quick regarding the burden being. One is, the burden being is the Bible. Notice the first part of that verse, cast thy burden upon the Lord. Now, I didn't say that. God did, okay? God says, whatever you have that, that, is, that is distasteful to you, that, that you can't figure out, that you don't know about, that hurts, you tell me about it. You cast it on me. Throw it to me. That's what God says. See, God gives his best treasures to those with the most burdens. And that book right here, the Bible, that's the best treasure that God has ever given man other than the Lord Jesus Christ, his only begotten son, which really, this book is the living word of God. You know when this book is going to shine greater in our lives? It's when we're burdened. When do you read the Bible more? 
I mean read it to read it, not to say read it through in a year, as good as that may be, but you read it on your knees, you're going to get something out of it you haven't got before. See, this book is about tears, it's about comfort, too. What this book does, it comforts the afflicted, the burdened, but also it will burden the comfortable. See, there's some burdens that the Galatians had to deal with that shouldn't have been burdens like, like the law. We can't be justified by the law. That shouldn't be a burden. Jesus Christ says in Matthew 11, 28 through 30 or so, he says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me and find rest for your soul. Why? For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. See, you get yoked up with Jesus Christ. You know, you take somebody in your, in your work, whatever you do, if you really like who you're working with, and you get along really well, then you don't mind going to work. You don't mind facing whatever you got to do. In a like manner, when we're with Jesus, the way we ought to be, and Jesus says, take my yoke upon you. It's his burden. Jesus has put this burden on. Now, I'm old enough to remember vaguely, but I just can't remember when I could see a cow or maybe on the pastures with a yoke around their necks. Y'all, anybody remember that? You know why they were there? They weren't for ornaments. That was to keep the cow from jumping the fence. See, God has given you a burden to keep you from jumping the fence, from getting out of your boundaries. See that kite that flies? You know why it flies? It has a burden on one end. You got to hold that kite. It's got to be anchored to something or it'll flop. You let it go and it's gone. See, the sailboat sails faster against the wind. You're going to have a burden to make it, friends. If you don't have a burden for a church, for a, a spouse, for your children, you know what? You won't make it so much. I mean, it won't really mean a lot to you. Jesus Christ says, I have set my face toward Jerusalem as a flint. So this Bible is a burden bin. There's answer to every question, every burden we have right here in this book. Secondly, when you think about the burden bin, it is the place that we can boast in God. Notice the second part of that verse, and he shall sustain thee. See, God gets the glory when we think, 
when we cast our burdens on him, who gets the glory? God does. The apostle Paul with his thorn, okay? What did he do? 2 Corinthians 12, he says this thorn, he said it buffeted me. It was a, as a messenger from the devil. Why did he get it? So that he might glory in God. You know why you have the burden you got to tote around? Because God says that is how I'm going to get glory. Okay? So we need to brag about God when we have a burden. Some of you knew Bill Green, you know, used to visit with the Sun Worship here in Statesboro, Bill Green, cowboy hat. You asked Bill Green, I remember my early experience with him. Bill, how are you today? He says, I'm doing good, says, I don't have any problem the Lord can't handle. And you don't have any burden, friends, <laughs> that the Lord can't handle. You got it? So don't try to deny it, but live your burden. Be thankful for your burden. Because God loves you, burden and all. And he strengthens you in that burden. He does. And what a blessing that is to know that. And to rejoice in that. Now the Apostle Paul, I was talking about him a while ago, as you know, in 2 Corinthians. In the last part of 2 Corinthians, he's in a basket and he said, I was let down in a basket. People will let you down. In 2 Corinthians 12, in the very first part of that chapter, he says, I was caught up by the Lord. So you might think you've been let down when you have to have a burden. But God will catch you up underneath his everlasting arms. He will bless you. What he's doing, you see, is shaping us and molding us with our burdens. See, we're a work in progress. And if you're still dealing with a burden and God haven't, hasn't lifted it, it only means that you're not done yet. See? Because when God puts us in the oven, he keeps the timer and the temperature. So we need these burdens. I don't like it any more than you do. But I can see, honestly, if I want my burden, where would I be? <laughs> so we see that's where God gets glory. He shall sustain. And then lastly, in the last part of that verse, the last third of it, he shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. In other words, just because you and I have a burden, it's not going to in any way Listen to me now. 
affect your righteous status before God. You hear me? I hope that comforts you. It does me. See, because our righteousness before God is not based on us. It's based on Jesus Christ. Okay? So, so who's going to move us? Some burden? Some problem? No. Nobody. Never. Never. Because God is greater than they are. What I want to try to tell you is this. Again, from God, burden being his book. Jesus says, he that is in you is greater than he that is in the world. Now, do you believe that? You know what that means? That means that a man or a woman that has the Holy Spirit is invincible. And no burden is going to take that away. Now, one of the problems we have with Burdens is stated in Galatians 6. In verse 2, the Bible says, Bear ye one another's burdens. That, however, does not mean we're to bear everybody's burdens, so bear mine. Doesn't mean that. What it does mean, though, is I understand it is we're to bear everybody's burdens. Look around, whose burden can I help? Who can I help? And then in the fifth chapter, fifth verse, I believe it's the fifth verse of Galatians 6, it says, let every man bear his own burden. Now here's the difference, as I understand. There's a difference between being responsible to and being responsible for someone. See, you are not responsible for someone's sin. It doesn't matter how much you love them. See, I I am called to preach the truth. And I better be faithful as much as my little mind will let me be because I got to give account to God. But I can't make you believe it. I can't. I can't save a soul, not one. God can, though. See, I'm responsible to my children to be a father and to be faithful and to set the right example to them to nurture and and, uh, uh, provide for. But I'm not responsible for them. You hear me? I'm not. Neither are you. God is. (laughs) See, we need to give the responsibility to the one that is due, and it's God. He is the burden bearer. May the Lord bless us when we think about God saying, cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. Maybe that's why David closes out the 23rd Shepherd song when he said, Surely, goodness and mercy 
shall follow me all the days of my life. Burdens and all. What would you do if you didn't have any burdens? <laughs> you ever thought of it? I believe, I believe I'd be miserable. I really do. I mean, I mean, we got this, this human thought of, a, man, if I could just get rid of all my problems, I'd have it. Now, you know the worst problem you can have is have no problems at all. Because I'm going to tell you, Jesus Christ is a burden bearer, a problem solver. And we need to glorify him and every opportunity we have. And the best opportunity you and I are going to have to glorify Jesus and testify of him, because you know what? You will not have a testimony without a test. It's when we have burdens. See, we don't need to say, God, just take away all my burdens. What we need to say is, God, let me love you and Jesus and the Holy Spirit so much that I can bear these burdens and I can be a testimony to your goodness and grace and mercy. That's what Mary of Bethany did when Jesus cast out seven demons. I think that's a burden. When Hannah prayed that she might have a baby when she was barren, she was burdened. But when God sent her Samuel, that baby, you know what she did, don't you? She took him to God. She gave him back to God. That's what God's calling us to do, I believe. And it's not, again, that we separate ourselves from the burden, but that we just have God with us in it. Because when you, immediately when you put God in front of your burden, everything's changed. You can do it. We can say like Brother Berman DeLoach, did you have a good day? You ask him. He will say, Every day is a good day. You're right, Todd. Every day. That's because God is good all the time. Even when we have burdens. Let's praise him for it. Would you bow with me? We thank you, most precious Heavenly Father, for giving us a place to put our burdens. We thank you, Lord, for the burdens you give us to put in that place. Else we wouldn't appreciate you nor the place. We thank you, Lord, for the strength that you give us through our burdens and the weaknesses that we have. Lord, so many times we get so discouraged because of our burdens. There may be people in this room that's ready to quit. Remind them, Lord, it's the devil's greatest tool, discouragement. But Lord, when we cast our burdens onto you, it gives us a fresh faith, a renewed grace. For Lord, 
Burdens will break us. Without grace. But with grace, they bend us toward you. Oh Lord, thank you for bending us toward you. Give us solid roots to face the winds and the torrents of life, the burdens. Like the fruit trees that are broken limbs because of the heavy fruit, break us, O God. Burden us with the fruits of your Holy Spirit. Prune us as vines of your choice that we might bring fruit for your glory in our lives and the time you've given us here on earth. Thank you, Lord, for the burdens. They remind us of your strength and give us an opportunity to really see your best work. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.